Radio. It's February 1st. We got a good show for you. We got crazy news out of New York. Porzingis is gone. Super Bowl picks, golf, and other stuff. What's up, Jake? It's a big day in sports, Mickey. I'm uh, I'm I'm excited. I, well, it's a huge weekend. Huge weekend. Um, our, you could say it's like the Super Bowl for sports this weekend. You could say that. You could say that. Um, you're in, how you you're, doing, you're man? You're not in your regular apartment. You are in the mountains. I'm in the mountains. I uh, we we've the past few years we've done a, a ski trip with some friends. Uh, some of my friends from my time living in Dallas. Um, and it's kind of genius if, if you've ever done like a big friends trip, either like beach house or ski house style. I mean. We've probably got like 20 people. It's like a really nice house. I'm in like the the cool sports room right now. There's like a pool table. There's some Rocky para- Rockies paraphernalia. There's some Notre Dame stuff. We got air hockey. We got a pool table. So I'm I'm hiding in there right now as we record this. Um, I think we're we're gonna be between uh, Keystone and uh, Copper today. Shredding shredding the gnar, shredding that pow pow. Um, How many and, people uh, are there? What was last night like? Were you playing games? Were you on the mountain? I think right now we're at 16. I think we're expecting three more today. And couples, Uh, right? What was that? Couples. Say that again? It's not all guys. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of couples. Um, It's it's mostly couples. Um, I actually, it's... um, it's, it almost freaks me out a little bit. I think it's. I think we have nine couples coming and like one solo guy. Um, so, but I guess that's growing up a little bit, and it's also kind of a good situation. The house is incredible. Um, may, maybe I'll get some silly videos from here. But um, and yeah, when when you all go when you split things nineteen ways, it's actually pretty affordable. So that's a pro tip: make make friends and go on a big beach house or a ski trip, and you could get a pretty sweet place. So. Look, that's a little uh, business, Jake. Should we start doing a, a financial section? I I am saying don't have 19 friends. That's too many friends. I don't, sometimes I can understand you <laughs> when you're when you're in the right pitch, and other times I can't. Um, 19 friends is too many friends. I couldn't even. I don't have a group of 19 in any state I've ever lived in. That's pretty you crazy. You got that. Um, but. So yeah, it's yesterday was just kind of get there day. Um, I mean, for us it was easy. We're we're of two couples that are Denver area folks, so it's just like an hour and a half drive. Everyone else had to like fly in and then drive or shuttle or whatever. So yesterday was like just get here day. Everyone sh- showed up at different times, um, and like this is their first day on the slope, so everyone's kind of excited and, and didn't get too shwasty la- last night. We uh. We watched a little bit of the golf, which we'll talk about in a little bit. We watched uh, the Warriors game. 
Um, and then, yeah, we just kind of called it. So I, th- I think today today is usually the biggest day. Everyone goes to the slopes, comes back, starts putting drinks down pretty hard, little hot tub. Can I get a hot tub? Um, so, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. And as, as you well know, and I'll, I'll throw it out there for the people, we're going to talk about it a lot, but um, I, I do the Talking Nicks podcast. If you follow that, thank you. Um, I, the second we pulled up to this gorgeous house and we're about to hang out with friends, I said, all right, see you guys in an hour and a half. Got a Nicks pod. Uh, so we did the whole Porzingis trade pod. So if you want a deep, deep dive on that, check it out. Um, if you don't, we'll be talking about it in a little bit. How uh, how are you doing, John Boy? Jim James not, John Boy? Not good. Was up all night because I ate bad food. Zim was up all night because he ate bad food too. So it was just me and Zim shitting in the house all night. Katie was like trying to take care of Zimmer. I was like, you don't need to take care of me. I'm just going to sit here and shit from 5 a.m. to 7. It sucked. Yeah. I'm going to take a big nap after this. Where do you rank on the ski slopes? Are you going to be best guy out there because you're a Denver guy now or the worst? Your accent is just wild. I um, <laughs> sounds like the sickness really has you by the ball sometimes. And then <laughs> other times it sounds like you forget you have the sickness and then you remember at the end of the sentence. Um, <laughs> no, it's um, it's it's really interesting, Jim. It's uh, a few of these people that come up like their families would do like a week long ski trip every year. So they're, they're like good. Um, cause they just have that built in confidence from when they were kids that they'd come up for a week, they'd bomb it for a week. They'd go as ham as they could. And now that's just carried over into adulthood. They're like, you know, the week they go skiing, they go hard and they're like good at it. And it's skiing's a lot about confidence, man. Like, you you look down that impending run. If you're feeling it and you're like, I can shred this, you pretty much shred it. If you don't, you're in a tough spot. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm like par for the course, but I I I don't know. I I I like to take in the views. I like to get in a burn. I pick up the speed sometimes. And yeah, have you have you seen the Always Sunny ski episode? I don't think so. There's a really good line, and it's from a. Uh, um a real life line, and I think you should play it with everyone there, and then you can be dropping it on the mountain. Okay. This real life skier <laughs> does a trick, and he breaks his ankles because uh, he misses the landing, and he just is as soon as he misses the landing, he just screams, "I broke my ankles! I broke my ankles! I broke my ankles!" And then the guy videotaping him just responds back, "He broke his ankles." <laughs> <laughs> And always Sonny mimicked it exactly. I'm going to play it for you. And then I think you got to drop it on the slopes. Okay. To the other one. I thought I had it up with both. Ooh. Ow! Broke! My ankles are broken! My ankles are broke! His They're ankles broken. are broken! <laughs> I got broken ankles! He's coming, The second one's tough because he really broke his ankles, but yeah. I think you gotta I think you gotta show the house of 19 people and then drop it once. Yeah, I don't know. That was uh 
I, I don't know if that's something you share before a ski day, because then if something bad happens, you're fully the bad guy. So Or or that person is fully equipped to drop a great dro- joke in a horrible moment of their life. Nah. Mm-hmm. Nah. The New York Knicks traded their favorite player, Kristaps Porzingis, to the Mavericks. They traded Kristaps Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, Trey Burke to Dallas, and they get Dennis Smith Jr., Wes Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, and maybe a first-round pick in compensation back. Big, huge move. Jake, it's crazy. The Rays confirmed the Devil Rays are going to wear their throwbacks in 2019. That's exciting. Derek Jeter had a baby, and they named it Storm. Seems like a superhero name. And also, uh, the Knicks traded Chris Tapps, uh, their by far most beloved player they've had in the last decade. Yeah, I let's uh, hey, con- congrats, Derek. Let's do that really quick. Um, Storm Gray, it's a really weird name. Hey, it's a power play. It's uh, you think play. it's out of spite from Sunny Gray, Storm Gray? No, I think it's just one of those. I I think there's something too, like LeBron, Zion, like these dynamic names. Like I I think if you have a dynamic name and you come up with like the background Derek Jeter's kid is gonna have, like you're just gonna be a power player, like. You think Storm's going to be bad at sports? No. Storm's going to be incredible. Um, so, yeah, congrats, congrats Derek. Um, Rays will wear some throwbacks. No one really cares. Um, Jim. And I, I think you'll, you fully appreciate this. Um the NBA, man, when they want to dominate a news cycle, they are incredible. Um, you know, in a time when baseball's been so crappy and Bryce, like the big MLB move was Bryce Harper talked to the Padres, the worst team in the league, about maybe getting an offer. Um, you know, th- the NBA comes up and just has this, I mean, fury of... A news cycle in the Knicks traded Chris Stapps Porzingis. What, um, well, Jim, let me give you some of the important details. A, the Knicks are getting two first round picks back 2021 unprotected, 2023 top 10 protected. Um, all, all of the, the, the Knicks players that are coming in minus Dennis Smith Jr. are expiring contracts, so they get two max free agency slots. That's obviously the big news. I think more importantly to you, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dennis Smith Jr., and actually Wesley Matthews Jr., there's three juniors going in this trade, which might be an NBA record. So um, what a, I, I guess what are some of your early thoughts or questions that you might you might have for Poppy Gordo? Uh, my early thought is I love it. I love the mayhem of it. I was just sitting back smiling, watching Knicks fans go insane, knowing full well that if this was a Yankee story, I'd be broken up and fully engulfed in anger and misery and sadness but uh from the outside it is a joy to watch i mean knicks fans loved porzingis loved him embraced him and then he kind of hates them or whatever i think that the knicks tried to make him look like the bad guy i don't think you can blame porzingis for having no faith in the future of the organization when the entire fan base shares that lack of faith so 
it's kind of hard for Knicks fans to be like, we never do anything right. We suck. We're never going to be good. But also, fuck KP for not wanting to be here. Well, well, I don't know. Uh, uh, in the end, the best possible outcome for the Knicks is two free agents and Zion, or a big draft pick. That's still a really good outcome, but the likeliness of it, knowing who the Knicks are, it's not going to work out. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah, so that's... um. So let's, uh, yeah, the initial reaction, and I was there, I mean, it's just, it's brutal. And NBA is a star-driven league. We clearly traded the best player, essentially, with the best potential, um, almost to get off the money. There's a, there's a lot of moving parts here, Jim. I'll, again, we, we did a full, like, hour, 15-minute podcast on that, talking Knicks, check that out. I'll, I'll try to walk you through my emotions and where we landed and what was missed and what wasn't. I mean, at first, you're just emotional and sad. They come out with the tweet that says the Knicks meet with Porzingis like they might be leaning trade. And you're like, okay, like this, you know, this kind of sucks, but like we're not surprised, blah, blah, blah. And then the Porzingis quote comes out that it's like Porzingis' camp doesn't know where this team is heading. And it's like, what do you mean? You're the best player. You're broken. You've been out the whole season. We're, we're trying to get rid of some money this year and hopefully next year, and we're playing for a pick this year. Like, how do you not know the plan? Um, like, everyone knows the plan. Um, not trusting the Knicks front office. Yeah, we're all there, Zinger. Um, and then, so you start to digest it a little more. Um, the Tim Hardaway contract was pretty dead money. I mean, he, he plays, but it's not efficient winning basketball. Courtney Lee, essentially dead money. And you get two first-round picks in the future. Um, with the one unprotected, you just never know in the NBA. A couple bad things happen to Dallas. Um, you can end up in a special spot like Boston's been in the past few years with all their draft capital. So that's good. Um, basically, I, this, this is my like final... This is my elevator pitch if someone sees me on the slopes today and I'm wearing like a Knicks jersey. He's broken his ankles. He's broken his ankles. Um, I would say... If you're if you're glass half full, you know, Chris Stapps was being complaining. Chris Stapps was saying he's not going to resign with any team, so he's going to be a free agent in two years, like wherever he is. So Dallas is taking a risk there. You also there's a chance Chris Stapps is injury prone at this point. He's seven three with a torn ACL. Like guys like that don't just bounce back instantly because <laughs> medicine doesn't know necessarily what to do with literally a giant. Um, with doing that, the Knicks clear their cap space. They get some assets. If you factor in Dennis Smith Jr. and the two the the two other picks they got, it's almost like the Knicks got three first round picks, which is an okay haul. You've cleared your cap space, and it's going to be decided in free agency whether the Knicks make move and where the ping pong balls land on this draft pick. Like there's a world where the Knicks get Zion or Barrett. They sign two free agents. And KP is either hurt or walks away from Dallas, and the Knicks could be geniuses. But with the track record of the past 20 years, you just can't believe that. So if you trusted the Knicks front office, I think you could walk away saying this trade is a like a B plus. There's some there's a serious chance to do things. But you can't believe in the Knicks front office, so the trade probably believes land somewhere C minus D plus. Depending how it all sorts out, I, I think it's it's going to be interesting this offseason. If the Knicks don't get a top two pick, I think they're going to look into packaging this pick 
and some players to get a veteran to try to bait in a free agent. Um, so I don't know. I feel like they're trying to expedite the process. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. Otherwise, there's still limited risk. It's not like they took on money or a risky player or anything like that. So, I mean, the board's still kind of playing. They've got some young guys, Trier, Knox, Frank, Dennis Smith Jr., uh, Mitchell Robinson. So, I... uh not to give too much away on the Talking Knicks pod, I actually I ended up giving the trade a B minus. I was pretty frustrated earlier, but if I believed in this front office, which I'm supposed to, I would give the trade a B plus. So, um, we'll 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 honestly know if this trade was a failure or an A come July. Nice. You like that? Yep. All right. Nice little rant to keep you from talking for a little bit. There. Yep. Appreciate that. National news. Jimmy, it's Super Bowl Sunday. We got a lot of funny stories leaking out. Uh, Todd Gurley talking about the Philly special said golf can't catch. We kind of like that. Josh McDaniels says the Patriots have a room at a float tank that simulates four to five hours of sleep in 40 minutes. Kind of scary. Kind of very interested at the same time. Uh, let's be honest, the national news was kind of the Porzingis trade that was going on after all the Anthony Davis rumors. I guess the other thing that deserves to be mat- mentioned was, uh, I, and I guess this is a little deep tracks NBA, but big magic game last night. They they ended up, uh, they got a win in a tough streak. Um, they, they took down the Pacers who, uh, who limped into that game a little bit, Jim. This deep tank that gives you 45 minutes, four hours of sleep in 45 minutes, is that real? Did he say that in jest? Or is this like a real thing that exists in the world? Because is, is that how celebrities do it? Give me this. I think so. I, I think this, I think like the Josh McDaniels is going to have to go in front of the board of like rich, famous people. Because I think this is one of the secrets you're not supposed to reveal to the, to the sheep. Um, cause I know people do like float tanks and stuff and it's supposed to be soothing. I don't know if this is a special thing or I don't know if like Belichick just has them all brainwashed. Um, but yeah, cool. Like so interested, right? Mm-hmm. I need this so bad, but the, when you finally get to the point where you can afford this, you probably don't need it anymore. Maybe. I don't know. Like, dude, how does the, how is the rock in every movie and stuff like that? Um, like, I don't know. I think a 40-minute sleep tank helps you out there. So, I don't know. That's pretty neat. Or I'm it's so a brainwashing. Jealous. Super jealous. Um, oh, I also missed one of Nick Saban's players said Nick, Nick Saban tells D's nuts jokes at practice. So, hilarious. I think that's another joke. I can't picture that at all. Can I hear you say D's nuts right now? D's nuts. It's pretty nice. Do you like D's nuts jokes? Um, you know what? I like I like them when you know you're saying it in a bad joke fashion, but you're still just letting one rip. Like it's yeah. it's not it's not good humor. You're not trying to impress anyone, but uh you dr- just like walk by and you're like, "Oh, how about 
D's nuts right here. And you're like, really? You're going there? But if, if you're making that joke and you know it's not quality, I'm okay with it. I mean, you make any joke knowing it's not quality. It's well, fine. depends the quality. Yeah. Depends the quality of the bad quality. I don't like... Uh... I don't like commonplace jokes, I think. The only one that I like is a big, if true, every now and then, a correctly dropped big, if true, cracks me up. Yeah, and it, I mean, it becomes wordplay a little bit. I mean, you, we, our, our, our little crew of friends, mostly you, me, Ken, uh, and the mailman, used to do the, the believe it or not joke for a while, which was a lot of fun. And that's, I mean, that's kind of in the same realm. That was a unique thing that we did. That's my point. Right, but and that's what I'm saying. Like the D's nuts joke is so known that if you think you're dropping it being cool, unique, like no. But if you're dropping it just being ridiculous, then I'm okay with that. Jokes are fun, dude. I used to travel the country wearing khakis, and my name is Jake. And everywhere I went, they'd go, "Oh, are you Jake from State Farm? Are you wearing khakis?" And it, at first, it infuriated me. Like, the third time it happened, I had a vein in my neck. I thought about snapping back. I was like, oh, yeah, I am Jake from Steak Barm. Are you a dumb bleep? <laughs> um, thank God. Thank God we had our producer bleep that out. Um, but then I just realized, like, it's just an easy way for people to, like, try to connect and try to have some fun. So, like, it's harmless. Same same things with D's nuts. If if someone was making serious D's nuts around me jokes, I would I think I'd pull them aside and be like, "No, <laughs> that's not how this works." No one likes that or you. No one likes that or you. Thank you. Um, sounds like D's nuts are in a vice over there. Um, did you see the Magic Pacers game? <laughs> Fucking talking Magic. Pacers on national news? That's the half. It's national news right now because of your current actions, I think. Uh, That's the half. All right, cool. That sucked, man. I didn't like that at all. It was really hard. Do you think there's one person that was listening for the first time that was just like, wait, people listen to this dude talk? No, I would guess they, they, I would guess if someone listened for the first time, they they were thinking, they think this is funny? Like, this is supposed to be a joke? Right. Is this a shtick? Yeah. And they probably bounced out. But If any of our regulars are somehow lost, you know that Poppy Gordo's in fuego on the bed of the day. You and are. Jim- and how could... Let's, let's be honest here. When you saw me floundering a little over a week ago... You were a pretty confident I was going to be speaking in an accent soon, and then B, like I, I just casually threw in the bet for you too, and you were like, "Yeah, dude, I'm. This isn't. You're never going to have a four win week." And now here we are. No, I was excited about it. I'm not anymore. I, I could do like the script, like when I did the news or the beginning, that was fine. But just regular everyday conversation, I really didn't even know how to get into the high bitch voice for it. Yeah, it's Every- tough. Felt like I was doing an act. I felt like I was Stephen A. Smith or uh, or Skip Bayless. I liked when you uh, I liked when you caught yourself not being as high pitched as you needed to be, so you'd end the sentence with a high pitched crescendo. I like that's, that a lot. That's that's how it works. Um, I will say, yeah, funny you mentioned Stephen A. Smith. Just a little a little fun halftime anecdote. Um, so a the the Porzingis stuff like fully drained me yesterday. Like at, at oh yeah. 
at like 5 p.m. yesterday, my girlfriend looked at me and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, honestly, I'm just drained. Like everyone I interact with and talk to for the past two hours has been like, or excuse me, the past like four hours, um, just like people coming out of the woods, random people, friends, just like deep dive and your, your best, your favorite team maybe takes a step back. I was, I was absolutely drained. Um, but at one point, so Stephen A. Smith was doing his radio show from the Super Bowl, and he was co-hosting with Shaquille O'Neal, and I decided I, I'm all in on Shaq for life. Like, Oh, you are? Oh, yeah, dude. It, he's, it's just, he's larger than life. He's silly enough. Like, I'm into it. He means really well. There's no malice in it. Um, I agree with that. I don't find Shaq funny. No, he's. I mean, he's he's athlete funny, but he does get bonus points that it's in a six-two, just massive frame, the most massive frame there's ever been on a human. Um, and uh, it's funny because he does have like he was because he grew up in the military. He's like polite and stuff, and like he's. Um, but anyway, so he's on the Stephen A. Smith show, and you know he he could say anything. The crowd's eating it up, and uh, Shaq just says something like, "Stephen A. Just don't talk smack about my Cowboys," and Stephen A. is like. Shaq, you're not a Cowboys fan. You've never been a Cowboys fan. And Shaq goes, man, I've always been a Cowboys fan. When I was in, L- when I was in Louisiana, just loved the Cowboys. I thought I was going to be the next Ed Tutal Jones. Like, I love the Cowboys. Stephen A., who's your football team, Stephen A.? Who's your football team? Stephen A. He goes, Steelers. He go- Shaq goes, I thought you are a New York guy. Stephen A. goes, listen to this, Shaq. Listen to this. My first football game ever, ever, was the Immaculate Reception. I was at that game. And Stephen A is like so passionate and he's like spitting and it's, you know, it's kind of one of these, if you think about it, it's almost beautiful. Stephen A has this, you know, this career in sports talk and he's beloved there and he, his first football game is one of the most famous games ever. Like there's some poetry there. And Shaq just goes, you weren't at that game. (laughs) (laughs) It got got me really good. It's like, and if Shaq says that, like there's no counter argument, (laughs) You, you can't come back from that against Shaq. So I uh, I enjoyed a good Shaq moment yesterday. I guess I want to say that. Nice. That's good for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like performance art, man. I just like this show. I'm sitting back doing nothing. I better not. We got to think of a new bet. Yeah. Well. Uh. Yeah. We'll adjust. I mean, we'll leave the accent up for me, and we'll figure out a new new bet for you. Um. Going forward. Yeah. Maybe I do. Uh. If I lose, I have to uh, do a whole episode while eating soup. I mean, is that really a punishment? I feel for like you audience? might enjoy that. Yeah, the audience, it's, they're punished for you being good. Oh, you're just going to slurp the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I like it. <laughs> the, audience, the audience gets punished the, for my success. The, yeah, the audience is going to be not rooting for you. That's messed up. That's some, like, it's, it's messed up. Fucking, I don't want to listen to that slurp and I hope Jake loses. Let's uh let's blow that whistle. We'll do quick one and done, and then a, a bunch of Super Bowl stuff, huh? Oh yeah, we have a one and done update. Really update. quick, a quick, a quick one and done update. Here we update. go. After one round of play, out of all the people picked in the John Boy and Jake one and done tournament, Waste Management Open, Justin Thomas. Is in the lead. Seven under. Bubba Watson behind him. Five under. And Webb Simpson behind him. Four under. 
Cooch also formed her. Who chose Justin Thomas in the league, you may ask? Well, big shout out to my my mouse, which isn't working. Um, it was Putterface. And <laughs> and and Meatpacker. <laughs> So you got Putterface and Meatpacker. Putter, huh? <laughs> Putterface and Meatpacker are currently tied after day one of the one and done. Jake's How guy, John Rahm, three under. Minus f- I thought he was minus four. Four, four, four under, and yeah. and uh, Hideki is three under. They're all going to make the cut. So we're, everyone's looking. The only person that should be a little worried right now is the guy who had Vaughn Taylor, which is Team Ant. Came in second place last week. Team Ant should be a bit worried. Who was the golfer that you and I were saying we should be worried about because a couple of the top guys picked them? Gary Woodland. Woodland. Yeah, he had, he had an okay day, right? Three under as well. Okay. So, yeah. And, again, if you're if you're at home, hey, you could still join our Fantasy Golf League. Bit.ly, JJR. I don't know how it works still. How do you know? get it. Bit.ly slash JJR golf. Nice. Got it. Nailed it. Um, so bit.ly is a link shortener. That will never, ever change. And then we make the custom slash JJR guy. Yeah, man, I get it, but I'm not going to learn it. So I'm sorry. Well, um, it's not even like a learning process. It's like saying like There is, red. and I'm not. Wow. So okay. that's that. Um, and, uh, yeah, again, if you I, – I watched a little bit yesterday. I mentioned that before. It, it really is fun. Um, the crowd gets rowdy. Um Usually get a couple streakers. I think Barstool posted a vid of some guy getting naked and breakdancing near one of the balls on the hole. So if if golf's tough for you, this is the only this would be the best way to ease your way in the Happy Gilmore tournament, as Jimmy labeled it, which was genius. I'm a genius, and I was uh, I'm I did not make a streaking joke because that's I didn't want to upset you. So I'm genius, and I'm a really nice guy. I don't get it. Streaking, and then your hat, your history with streaking in front of toddlers. Oh, right. Yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> you made me do it. Well, it's it's like not a good joke, but I'm, yeah, it makes you, you happy, so I'm I'm okay with it. All right, uh, we did uh, Super Bowl prop bets. You can still get in. We'll close it off. I guess Sunday morning. I'll close it off. We have 55 people in there right now. Winner gets a T-shirt. Loser gets publicly ridiculed as the dumbest person alive. Yeah. Which, I'm not backing off. Yeah. If you're the loser of this prop bet challenge, could be me, could be Jake. Yeah. You're gonna. It's gonna be known on, <laughs> on the prop but on the radio show, this podcast. Yeah. Blah blah is the dumbest person alive. So anyway, we want to talk about it a little bit, uh, and uh, you can go to John Boy John Boy Jake Radio Twitter, and there's be a link for that. We got 55 contestants, Jake, and some of them are interesting. Uh, because. Heads and tails. Oh, now it, heads and tails. Last I checked, was a straight up fifty-fifty split. Now there's one more vote for tails than heads. And I know that you're a heads guy, and I'm a tails guy. I believe. What are you talking about? We did the opposite, but I but I think I did, I did heads, but I'm usually a tails guy. But we did the opposite. I know that. So what did you vote? I'm a tails guy. I'm usually tails never fails. Yeah, it's, I'm I'm usually like that. It's not but, a discussion. Yeah, I. I agree with you. I picked heads for some reason. So I blew it. Okay. You took a chance. Yeah. Gladys Knight, national anthem length, 
one minute, 45 seconds. The over is the favorite right now. 78% of people have the older over, which is 43. Would you, would you go with? I believe I went with the over because Midnight Train to Georgia has got that nice slow vibe to it, and that's all I was thinking. Yeah, I I did. This was the only question I did some half research on. I think it said the average Super Bowl national anthem length is, I, it was around two minutes. So I was like, if that's the average length and it's the Super Bowl and it's Gladys Knight, you you got to lean the over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's the heavy. That's where the, all the money is. Then next up, we had first touchdown. I went Patriots. Patriots are the favorite. Sixty-one percent of people have the Pats. Who do you think scoring the first touchdown, Jake? Who'd you have? So I went. Oh, I remember now. I went Rams. Wow. Why? Yeah. Because I just think that's more so. Like I, I think the Rams. Like, I think even if the Patriots win the toss, I think they'll defer. I think if the Rams win the toss, I think they want the ball and they want to come out and be like, we're the Rams, we're the better offense, we're going to be scoring all day. They're going to want to come out, do an impact drive, and be like, every time we get the ball, we're going to score. They want to get that message out there early. Where I think the Pats are going to be like, I mean, they'll probably want the ball to start the second half just to be safe and be like, yeah, would do whatever like we'll we'll just beat you guys mm, you also have the rams kicking the first field goal which I is do. The, which is the heavy money 65 percent of people have that i have the rams kicking the first field goal as well i was thinking they're going to be eager to get points on the board so as soon as they're within field goal range i don't see them doing anything to turn the ball over i see them just kind of running it up the gut a couple times seeing if uh they can pound it into the end zone and sure. then just get getting on the board just to break, like that. break the ice right away. Where the Pats, they've been to the Super Bowl. They don't they they don't they don't care about like, you know, making sure we're good and comfortable and setting the tempo. Like you said, in the first half, the Pats are like, whatever you do, we don't care. We'll just beat you. Right. Um, that was my thinking. that's so my thinking was I like I just mentioned, I think the Rams are gonna score the first touchdown. So I think they score, Pats are gonna come back and obviously score. Um, they're going to score a touchdown. And then I think the Rams' second drive, they're going to come down, and then they're going to kick a field goal. So I think we're going tutty-tutty field goal. 10-7 Rams. Yep. First time out, we both have the Rams. I would guess that's heavy money. Oh, yeah, 81% have the first time out in the Rams. And this just has to be – Isn't that ridiculous? It has to be rookie – everyone's thinking rookie coach versus the most experienced Super Bowl coach ever since – Lombardi, maybe? Right. And so Belichick knows exactly when to use his timeouts and when not, and the Rams might get overwhelmed, get confused, need to rethink a play. Like, they might burn a dumb one in the first half. That's that's the one where I now I, I pick the Rams for that logic that I think 80% of us use. But now I'm thinking about flopping just because, like, I could see the Patriots almost that being the reverse effect. Like, Tom Brady in the first half being like, Hey, it's a big third down play. We're we're not we're not sure what the defense is showing us. Like we're okay with taking a timeout, you know? Like yeah. this this play is worth taking a timeout where McVeigh and Goff are on the other side being like We're hey, not taking we, one till they take one. Right. We we want to make sure we don't no no mistakes today. 
So that that might be a little that might be a sleeper one. That might be a little dark horse. First play after kickoff is a pass attempt. No is the wow. favorite with 40 people saying no and 15 people saying yes. I was with the group here. Jake, you're with the minority. I guess we know you're thinking already. You think the Rams are getting the ball first no matter which way the coin lands, and you think the Rams are going to try and come out firing? Well, it's, uh, it's just it's the classic it's the classic young quarterback. You you get the first completion just out of the way. Because if 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 I'm it's even, two drives later and they don't have a completion, then it becomes a storyline. So first play, they do a little fake to the running back and then just quick, easy pass. Okay. I, I, I like that. I was dialing it back even further. Like, let's just get this snap off fine. Like, everyone's okay. going to have jitters. Everyone's going to be shaking if the Rams are the ball first. Let's just get this snap off fine. And then the Pats, I don't know. I just figured they, they just probably run it just like start the game officially and then you go back in the huddle again you're like all right everyone good it's just the same old game let's play a lot of hoosier speeches going on yeah i like that will there be a successful two-point conversion this one's pretty split 45 45 percent of people said yes 54 said no jake you said yes Okay, I was just going to ask you because I forgot. Um, yeah, th- this one really is a coin flip. I mean, I just, I could see, again, this is the Super Bowl. We see, well, we'll get to trick plays and stuff. But, like, I could almost see, like, the Rams and the Patriots are both so confident in themselves. Like, I could see the Rams scoring on that first drive and then just setting up for two instantly, being ready to go. I can't see that. I, I get what you're saying. You like know, just just to really be like, we're here, we're, we're we're fine, we're comfortable, we're bringing it to you all night. You know, set that tempo, but that can backfire on you so easily. And just going for the extra point can't backfire on you. Yeah, I I don't know. I again, I I have that mindset, and I mean, it just it happens more in today's NFL. And if someone's chasing points at the end, I mean, you're basically it's the two of the top three offenses in the league. Um, I you know. Points, points win game, Jim. I, I hate to go hot takes on you at this point in the show, but points win games. Um, I was having trouble with that sentence. I, I think we, I think we see the two pointer. Did you go no? I went no. Yeah. Okay. I just, I don't. I think it's going to be a close game. So I don't think there's going to be a team chasing points. So I think they're going to. It's going to be a close game. Like we need every point we can get. Surely. Let's not go costing ourselves in the end. I feel okay. like you go for two, you miss it. That can come back to bite you. Right. A special team or defensive touchdown, no, is the leader with 72%. 15% of people said yes. I said no. Do you know what you said? I said no. Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that 27% is in on this. Because, um, I mean, what? It'd have to be a pick six, which, I mean, Brady... I, to to bet that is kind of insane. I guess if you believe in the Pats' defense being to out-scheme Goff, you could believe in something like that. The special teams thing, I mean, kick returns don't really happen anymore. Um, Like the the Rams literally the, – the Patriots have the returner guy, Cordero Patterson, but the Rams have Legatron, so he's probably not going to return anything. So then you're going punt return, and I mean – 
I don't know, it, or trick play pass. Everyone's been talking about how well the Rams punter, Johnny Hecker, can pass. Like, you think the Pats aren't going to be prepared? That's all they've done. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm out on that one. I, I was so also watch. Out. First play of the game will be a strip sack touchdown. Yeah, well, that'd be fun. This next one's my favorite result. Will there be a safety? Mm. 96% of people said no, and... 3.6% of people said yes. Only two yeses. Last time I last time I checked, there was only one yes. And uh, one of them was uh, MEG. Shout out. Nice. Um, so if there's a safety, MEG and whoever this second person is are, are cl- getting a point right off right away from everyone else. It's a big leg up. Yeah, we saw, I mean, that, that Broncos Super Bowl a couple years ago opened up with it. And I now that I'm seeing 97% of the people in on it, it makes me want to say yes, but oh yeah, it's play not the good, odds. It's not a good bet. Uh, I think we both went with missed field goal. Yeah, yeah. You said there was going to be a missed field goal. I said there was going to be a missed field goal because my thinking is there's always just that field goal to end the half. Right. Just like oh, it's fifty six yards. Whatever. Just go and go and give it a give it a go. And then and like, I mentioned Legatron like I like the Rams would give him like a 70 yarder if it was to end the half. Yeah. Um, so and it's the Super Bowl. So with with the expectations of a long end of half kick and with the pressure of the Super Bowl, I think yes is the safe bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes is the uh, more people said yes. Fifty four percent to forty five percent. Yes. Got fifty four percent. A 50-plus yard field goal. Will a 50-plus yard field goal be made? You and I both said yes on this. I guess we're thinking Legatron and that same scenario. Got anything on that? No, same thing? Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, 50-plus, just 50-yard field goals or 40-yard field goals from like a decade ago. It's just insane how accurate these guys are. So, yeah. Onside kick attempted. I said no. Um, no is the favorite. 30 people said no. 25 said yes. I don't know what you said here. I think I said yes. I mean, it just, again, yeah, kind, yes. kind of banking on the end of the game that you're going to have something happen. And I think, um, you know, never rule out something tricky. Again, we, we, we've talked about how dynamic these offenses are. Like, what's really, if these offenses start cruising, like, what's the difference than trying an onside kick and giving up 25 more yards? I know in a normal game, like, people would say that's huge, but if these offenses are just doing it anyways, hey, give your team a chance. There you go. Next one, will a non-quarterback throw a pass? This is a fun one, Jake. Yeah. You and I, we both said yes, which is the minority. Only 25 people said yes, 30 people said no. But it's a Super Bowl. I feel like this is now like bread and butter. Super Bowl, you get a trick play. Like since the Steelers did it, I feel like every Super Bowl has had a non-quarterback pass. Yeah, and you can just, I mean, look, the the Philly special. So we, we opened with that a little bit. Todd Gurley, maybe that was a little, tro- not Trojan horse, but a little deceptive by Todd Gurley saying Goff can't catch. Yeah, no one maybe, believes him. Yeah. Little uh, little rope a dope there, um, but yeah, you literally empty out the playbook because it's the Super Bowl. 
I mean, it could even be like, you know, one of those wildcat running back dives by the goal line and just jumps up, flips it to the tight end. You could see any of these wide receivers come around and whirly bird it. Julian Edelman was a college wide receiver. Everyone knows that. So, yeah, I think uh, we'll... Well, someone will throw something. Maybe the hey, we talked about uh, the special teams. Maybe the punter, the the fake field goal, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. Next up was, will it go to overtime? You and I both said no. Only two people said yes. Everyone's thinking no. It's hard to put your money on yes. Yeah, especially when it's weighted odds. The two championship games um, going into OT would would make you think the odds are low on this, but maybe maybe football is getting perfected to a degree that two great teams are are lined up for overtime. We'll see. Yep. We both had New England covering the point spread, and yep. so did the majority of people. We both had the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. So did the majority of people. Thirty-two to twenty-three of Pats. You didn't answer the liquid color, so. Wow, you're already. Oh, it's because uh, you changed. You misspelled. Well, Jim, glad you brought it up. You misspelled yellow, so I think my my vote got eliminated because you spelled yellow without a W the first time. I don't think that's misspelling. I just left off the W. Oh well, there's the one yellow vote with an O, so there I am in there. Oh, okay. They have that on there. Cool. So, so Rude put- Patrol. Thanks, but... Well, I don't see that on where it says yours, but cool. You have yellow, which is the clear favorite. 24 yeah. people said yellow. I said clear. The water on Really? It. Yeah. Remember wow. one year One year when it was Giants-Pats, they didn't do Gatorade? Or was it Colts-Seahawks? One year, they didn't like do it. and My whole party was waiting for it because it was the tiebreaker in our prop bet thing, and then right. they just never dumped the Gatorade on them. Some bullshit. One person said uh, yellow without a W. What an idiot that person was. Yeah, that guy's feeling pretty folkish this morning. Yeah. Tiebreaker score, you had had, uh, a popular one. Someone else had 69 as well. Yeah, we had two two 69ers. How about we got six six votes for 59? Is that the actual, like, over-under? I don't know. But yeah, that's a lot of votes for 59. I did 68. Wow, look at you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're the only one there. Do you yeah. think you're going to get it right? No. Would that be cool? The it lowest only, the it's lowest only a tiebreaker, so. The lowest pick was 29, which the se- the second closest to that was 37. So the 29 feels like they know something. Um the high was well was like what could 29 be, like 17 to 12? Yeah. that's That does add up to 29. I'm trying to think, like, that's really low scoring. Yeah. Like 15 to 14? 20 to 9? With these two teams? That's bizarre yeah, pick. It's a hot take. The, the high, literally and figuratively, was 420, but that was actually... The second one I did was a test run when you changed out the yellow thing that you just embarrassed us over. So the actual high picked was 71, which isn't that ridiculous. Like, this game could get there pretty easily. So Was your test pick name Your Mom? Yeah. Mm, nice. Yeah. Your Mom, Your Mom, Your Mom. I saw that. Sorry. Didn't know it was you. Sorry for helping. I thought my mom was in the fucking poll. She could be. 
Maybe she did 29. Now we've embarrassed her. (laughs) Sorry, your mom. Sorry, mom. That's it. All right. Let's go into bed of the day, Jake. Oh, wow. Turn the volume on, maybe, loser. Bed of the day. It's the bed of the day. Bed of the day. Bed of the day. Four and zero on the week with a chance to go five and zero. His first time ever having an undefeated week. He's got six in a row, seven out of his last eight correct picks. Kid's hot. Can he end the week on a high note? If he doesn't, it's all for naught. Jake, what are you going with? You you ended the week on a high note, huh? Get it? Week's not over. You get the joke I just made. Is it a weed joke? No, it's a high pitch voice joke. High pitch voice joke. You get. We got there. Um, F me, you know I got it. Um, let's just, Jim. We'll we'll do a. It's Super Bowl weekend, so I think I think that's reason enough to do a treat. I'll do I'll do one for tonight, and I'll do the Super Bowl. Okay. Well, which one do you want to count towards your bet of the day? I mean, this is this is for my bet of the day. I mean, I was I was gonna count both of them when they hit, but we we can just we'll do tonight's if if that makes yeah, you feel just, more just secure to, about yourself. Yeah. No, no, it's just I got the stat sheet pulled up, so I don't want to have to change the format. Sure, I think uh, I've got got two going going through my brain movies right now. Let's go. You know what? Let's let's just twist the knife a little bit, Jim. How ironic is it that the day after the Kristaps trade, the New York Knicks play the Boston Celtics in the Garden on ESPN? Which Garden? It, uh, Madison Square. Good, good call. Good catch, Jim. Proud of you. Good stadium knowledge. Um, Jim, this this is again when. I'm I'm at the point where I've gotten so hot I don't have to think about it because I'm just leaking I'm just oozing fire right now. Mm-hmm. I thought I was when you first came onto the show I thought I was doing a show with Tyler Wade at first. You're joking. I was like, oh shit! I thought I invited Jake, not Wadester. Not Tyler Wadester. I'm feeling I'm hot. Um, Jimmy, it's a huge spread. It's 13 and a half points that the Celtics are favored at Madison Square Garden. I just, I think this just, if you're Knicks franchise, it says that the Knicks just get killed in this game. The Boo Birds come out hardcore, and it's a nightmare. It'll be, it, if the fun, if the young Knicks come out and give it a fight and keep it closer than 13, that's fine, and I'm okay with it ending my little heater here. But I'm going to hammer the Celtics. Um, it, it just, all of it adds up to the Knicks looking as bad as possible, and that's what the Knicks do. So give me the Celtics, minus 13 and a half. It'd be hilarious if the Knicks somehow won this game and ownership was like, look, it's not all that bad. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I think the other thing that's a serious factor here is I think the trade is still so new that like I don't think they're the new guys are going to be there and ready to play. So like it's going to be a limited Knicks roster the, Even the if they sta- are playing, it's their first time like passing. Yeah, yeah. the stadium's going to be like against them pretty much in ownership. It's, it sounds like it's going to be a mess. Oh wow! Imagine like having tickets for the game day after this trade. That had to be a real conundrum for people. 
Like, oh, no, it's probably go. exciting. You weren't going to see Porzingis play anyways. At least now you could go there and scream your dome off. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably just aren't going. They're like, fuck this. Oh, they're going, dude. They're more ex- they're more excited to go now than they were before the trade. Just to be angry? Yes. Interesting. All right, I mean, I have to agree. You're a 4-0 man. I got to respect it. Right? Going for the perfect week. Yeah. Jake is stupid, but he's smart. It's official. It's official. It's in the books. Want to know your um, record when you choose a favorite? Sure. Seven and three, it looks like. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it's just, it's almost much must-watch TV for such the wrong reasons. Um, but again, that's, that's, that's being the Knicks. Oh, dude, I totally missed it in UConn news. UConn double loss last night, the men and the women. Um, wow, so that's over. So if you're here for that, we're sorry. Um, sorry we just mentioned it. And yeah, I, I mean, we, we basically mentioned it in the Super Bowl. I don't know your full logic, but I this is adding up to New England for me. The, uh, like, a lot of the Rams stuff has just been, like, first-time team at the Super Bowl. Just, like, you had the corner that talked smack to Tom Brady. The whole team seems, like, too laid back, and I know they'll they'll pitch that as a good thing. Like, no, we're just doing the same thing. McVay's been talking in his Gruden voice all week, man. We're excited to be here, this Rams team. Everyone's talking about them passing the torch. Like, this Patriots team hunts for fuel, and it's about them not being dead, and this whole game is about passing the torch? Like, I just think this, all, all week, everything has pointed to Patriots. Um, maybe I'm mentally reverse betting myself, because I'll, be, I'll end up rooting for the Rams, but I, this, this is Patriots to me. Yeah, they lost last year, so I think they're going to win this year. I like it. And they're good, so whatever. I just hope wow. it's a good game. Just hope it's a good Hot game. Hope, I hope the ball does well. It'll be interesting. It's it's. I mean, we saw we saw all the replays two weeks ago in the in the championship game, and we'll we'll see what the ball's up to this week. Yeah, root for the ball. All right, everyone, have a good Super Bowl weekend. We'll be back on Monday to do uh, the same shit we do every Monday. Thank you for listening. And when you're at your Super Bowl party, just take everyone's phone and uh, subscribe them to John Boy and Jake Radio. We appreciate it, and we'll see you later.